Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Brew. I'm your host, Josh. It's good to have you here. If you are listening to this, you have got early access to my members-only portion of my Substack weekly newsletter, which is called The Weekly Brew. That's a really plain. That's a really loud plane that's going flying outside my window there. So, <laughs> as I was saying, you have early access to my audio version of my weekly newsletter called The Weekly Brew, which goes out to you every single week. So you could be listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and therefore you are probably getting the later access to the audio versions of my weekly podcast. But essentially what Substack is, is it's a platform that allows uh, writers like myself and creators like myself to get compensated for the content we put out. So to give you an idea, um, for $6 a month, you get access to both the written content and the early access audio content. And any other special stuff that I put out, whether it's written, whether it's audio, whether it's something I'm working on, you will get access to that. So that's one of the benefits of being a subscriber and you can choose to pay monthly, you can choose to pay uh, yearly, which is a lot more affordable. But regardless, the basically the support allows me to keep my content ad-free and it allows me to, to produce the most quality content for you. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. At the end of the day, all that matters is that you are getting some sort of benefit from consuming the weekly brew so without further ado let's get into this week's brew which is titled eat more animal based fat the hashtag meat move mind blueprints for optimal health and all things regenerative agriculture with farmer angus the quote that i'm contemplating here today is No diet will remove all the fat from your body because the brain is entirely fat. Without a brain, you might look good, but all you can do is run for public office. George Bernard Shaw. Something that a lot of people forget is, especially in the the modern diet culture, is that your brain is literally mostly fat. So... Depriving your brain, first and foremost, from any sort of nutrients is is not a good idea. Um, I'm no doctor, I'm no expert, I'm no nutritionist. I've just got a lot of skin in the game when it comes to sustainable fat loss. And I always like to put that out there. But fat on your body is an organ. It's not something to necessarily get entirely rid of because if you do that you will literally die having said that your brain is obviously mostly fat so if you if you get rid of all the fats in your body you will literally die because your fat is an organ and it plays a purpose it plays a very important purpose in terms of controlling hormones um removing toxins it it's playing a purpose it's not it's not the enemy it's it's actually it's actually if you if you didn't get fat after eating a bunch of toxic seed oils you would probably die because it would probably infect the shit out of you so 
the, the fact that you are putting on weight is a sign of your body trying to manage the toxins that you are putting into your body. And that's very counterintuitive. And one of these toxins, one, one of the big toxins is insulin. Insulin is an aging hormone in and of itself. It's a hormone that is primarily focused around storage and keeping you alive. So when you eat any form of glucose or fruit or high fructose corn syrup, any carbohydrate, insulin is going to be produced. And your body is either going to want to use that energy like in the next 10 to 30 minutes or it's going to want to store it and depending on how good your body is at storing energy i.e um i want to give you a bit of a clue most people's bodies are not very good at storing energy very well um it's uh, very good at storing it straight into fat not very good at using it then your body over time is going to develop a form of resistance to it. So we call this insulin resistance. And this this can take many, many different forms, but over time, this insulin resistance manifests itself as dementia, neurological disorders, pretty much every single, pretty much 95% of the modern diseases you hear about, cancers, uh, brain disorders, diabetes, heart disease can all be in some way, shape or form can all be traced back to uh, being insulin resistance, not being able to um, digest carbohydrates at the level you once were, let's just say when you were a kid. And that's very important is because if you are still eating like you were a 12 year old kid, and most people are, your body will develop a resistance to what you're eating. And the fact of the matter is it's, it's that over time that is going to make you age faster. It's going to make you um, less stronger. It's going to be a bad outcome for you if you keep eating the way you were as a teenager. Um, and a good way to think about it is actually it's kind of it's kind of the opposite. So like sugar equals being stored as fat via the liver. So sugar, glucose, fructose gets stored as fat. Animal fat, on the other hand, gets converted into ketones, which equals long-term energy. So sugar goes to fat via the liver, short-term energy, and if that short-term energy doesn't get used, it gets turned straight into fat, whereas animal-based fat gets converted into ketones, which is long-term energy. And I don't know the exact figure but you can store about like 2000 calories of carbohydrates pretty comfortably before your body begins to um, store it as, as uh, visceral fat F like on the other hand animal fat saturated fat is something like triple that like quadruple that like i want to say 13,000 um, i'm not going to google it and check it now cuz I, I trust you i trust you i trust your googling skills to check that out but it's insane it's insane it's so, so there's clearly a um, a ancient mechanism in our bodies that prefers fat as a fuel source in the long term. Um, I'm not saying it's always beneficial for short-term use, but long-term, I think it's 
certainly beneficial. So bottom line is your your brain is mostly fat and therefore you have to eat more animal-based fat. It's as simple as that. That animal fat is going to be converted into ketones, which is going to give your brain the power and the wisdom to heal itself. Um, there is nothing more satisfying, in my opinion, than the drug-like state of ketosis. Like knowing that your body's running on fat is a state of pure clarity and pure awareness. It's it's a spiritual state and. I don't think a lot of people are aware of that in the community because it's all about, you know, fucking getting yourself into ketosis no matter what. But there is an element of honoring the ancient wisdom in your body when you are in ketosis and you are running on animal fat. And I think it's super powerful to honor that urge. I really do. Onwards. So my next section of the brew... Um, Many of you that have followed me or been with me have known that I, my Instagram handle is not at Carnivore Josh for a reason, because there's more to your life than your diet, and identifying as a carnivore, identifying as some sort of healed person, let's just say a uh, MS survivor, or just all the things that I see on Instagram, basically pigeonholes yourself because you are you are so much more than your diet or your exercise regimen or your spiritual practice or whatever everything integrates and plays a role and therefore i believe that meat is one of the one of one of the most important in my opinion i'm not saying it's the most important one of the most important aspects to healing but so is movement and so is mindfulness so this blueprint that I'm gonna lay out for you now is as simple as it's gonna get from a from a meta level to to you being allowing to you allowing yourself to heal. Um, it's not conceptual, it's not quantifiable. I'm not telling you to eat 2,500 calories a day and 2.5 grams of protein for your body weight. Nobody has fucking time for that. I certainly don't. Certain people do, and certain people are attracted to that level of science when it comes to the body. I'm not. I'm. I am obsessed with the wisdom of the body and the things that it's capable of, without necessarily quantifying every single level of your uh, healing process. So it's simple for me. It's really simple. Eat meat for your mind. Move daily for your body. Practice mindfulness for the spirit. And meat can equal any animal-based food, which means prioritizing protein and fat at every meal. Avoid most plants and limit carbs. If you do decide to indulge in carbs, save them for the evening. Meat is food, plants are medicine. The reason why I say avoid most plants and limit carbs is that if you have a compromised gut or you have gut issues, the counterintuitive thing is to actually limit your plants and your fiber so that your gut can heal. 
um, this has worked for me, might not work for you. It's worked for a lot of people. It's very counterintuitive. But a meat-based diet is one way of healing your guts from the inside out by limiting your fiber and carbohydrate intake for for an extended period of time. It could be like somebody like Michaela Peterson, who it, it's probably going to be for the rest of her life. Or it could be like me where I feel like I've healed to a point where I can introduce things like berries, avos, rice, certain carbohydrates to help with my training uh, each day. But everyone's journey is unique, and but the fundamental, uh, the fundamental thing you have to think about is that meat is the foundation. So any animal-based food at every single meal, prioritizing that will make will give your body's wisdom the decision it needs to say to yourself, "You are full. You are done. You can't have any more." It's almost impossible to overeat a big fatty ribeye. It really is. You will get so full after a stage that you just won't want to think about meat until the next day. And then you'll be ravishingly hungry and you will want to fucking go ham on another ribeye. That is ancient wisdom right there. So it's so important to, to really honor that at a fundamental. So, so meat is the foundation Movement equals anything that honors your physical body, whether it be walking, breathing, playing, exercising, dancing, sprinting, running, yoga, whatever activity you do that honors your physical body on a daily level, do that and do it to the level that you are happy with. I'm not saying you have to do CrossFit six times a week like I do and fuck yourself up after every single workout. Not that I do every single workout, but it's intense. I do it because I seriously love it. And the way I eat and the way I, the way I um, recover helps me do that at a, at, at a daily level. If I wasn't eating a meat-based diet, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't be able to train as much as I do because I just feel like shit. My body gets sore, my joints ache. And that's just, that's just the journey I'm been on, and it's it, it it's so hard to go back to something when you know when you felt the way you have felt. So for me, this movement is there's so many different aspects to it. It's like I mentioned breathing because the Wim Hof breathing protocols that I've been doing the last couple of months have helped tremendously. It, it is a it's like a psychedelic type state without taking any substance it, it, it's the closest thing i've experienced to a, a psychedelic without actually taking a psychedelic and the reason why i say this is because again going back to the wisdom of your body it's not about your your journey is not about um reading more texts going on more self-improvement projects, going on more retreats. Um, it It's about kind of counterintuitively going back into your body and breathing protocols is one way of doing that. It creates a level of resilience and a, a, a sort of sheath over your being where you're comfortable in being uncomfortable. So 
that forced state of stress through breathing and holding your breath will make you more resilient. So if you are a shallow breather, you're, you're almost training your body that in states of high stress, it's actually okay. It, it almost, you almost flip stress on its head. You almost, you almost say to stress, stress almost becomes an enjoyable thing for you. You almost thrive in it when you practice things like breathing exercises. It's so strange. Um, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, but again, dancing, sprinting, running, yoga, whatever it is for you, movement is so fundamental. Stretching, um, it is just so foundational to everything. And it it plays it plays a strong it's a, it's got a strong connection to meat <laughs> because the two help each other um, for sure. Lastly, mindfulness. This is anything that helps you remember who you are. Um, any activity or non-activity that connects you to Earth. So this can be journaling. This can be journeying with psychedelics, as I've said, meditation, gratitude being in nature. Um, mindfulness is the meta encapsulator of both meat and movement because it gives meaning to your life. It gives purpose. I think purpose is important and your purpose doesn't have to be some grandiose American dream vision. Your purpose can be something as simple as wanting to start a family, but, but, but having a purpose, uh, as meaning making creatures is is so important because in our in our fight to kill God in the West, we've lost a a major sense of purpose, and you've got you've got kids running around doing all sorts of wacky things to try and find purpose and meaning, and it's within you. It's it's inherent in everyday consciousness, but people have been led to believe that you have to seek things outside of yourself to actually um, realize that purpose. But there we go. And then lastly, but not least, I mean, I can't speak too much about this, but if you want to, I my YouTube channel, Josh Neyman, I spoke to a gentleman, one of my favorite farmers in South Africa, Farmer Angus. Um, he... He owns a regenerative agricultural farm in Cape Town, South Africa. And we spoke about fake fake meat, uh, food security. This was the second conversation I had with him. First one was a year ago. And it, it, it was a very, very interesting conversation. We covered a lot of ground. So if you would like to go watch that, again, head to uh, my YouTube channel or head to the description of this podcast. I'll make sure that it is put in there. But I'm going to leave it there today. I hope you have a lovely day wherever you are in the world. And let me know what you think about the podcast. Please like, subscribe, comment. It does go a long way to help people find my work. And I will certainly, certainly, certainly catch you in the next one. Cheers for now.